It's Saturday, December 23rd, and on today's Off the Bench, we talk early signing period, a stolen toilet, as well as our Week 16 predictions for the NFL. This Off the Bench is sponsored by Leland with Bailey and Company Real Estate. I've never bought a home, but buying a home is one of the biggest decisions you can ever make. That's why you need to go with a company that has integrity and has your best interest in mind. That's why you need to go with Leland at Bailey and Company Real Estate. All realtors have access to the same information. They don't have special buyers or special methods to sell your house. At Bailey and Company, Leland will help market your house for the right price and sell it fast. Or he can help you find the home of your dream. Give Leland a call at 865-356-4990. That's 865-356-4990. Bailey and Company, people over profit. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to Off the Bench. I'm Major Murphy. And I'm Jake Russell. And boy, do we have a great show for you today. Sorry we could not come to you live Friday like we planned on it. Jake was in the middle of surgery. Yes, I was in the middle of surgery yesterday, so I'm a little looped up on painkillers, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm sticking through. You I'm got, sticking through. You got the Iron Man surgery where they take your heart oh, out yeah. and they put, oh, the, yeah. they put the cube in there. So he's he's part man, so oh, he's, yeah. he's going to lift uh, about... 269 years yeah so 269 years be prepared to listen off the bench the rest of your life yeah he's gonna be here forever so we have a great show we're gonna talk about the buzz we're gonna give you the sports news lots of things happening charlie villanueva got his toilet stolen that's great we're gonna talk about winners and losers of the early signing period that took place a couple days ago we're also gonna give you our week uh week 16 predictions so we've got a jam-packed show and we're going to play a little bit of They Said What at the end. So it's going to be good. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the buzz. All right. So for the buzz this week, we have a lot going on. So for the first segment, or for the first news story, we have police and sheriff deputies in Davidson County, North Carolina, are searching for three mass suspects who broke into the home of NASCAR team owner and NASCAR Hall of Famer Richard Childress on Sunday evening. So these guys broke into his house, and then the story goes that Childress grabbed his handgun, uh, went down to the lower level where the intruders were, and fired off several shots at the intruders. And might I add that he's 72 years old. Yeah, the, so. the last person, the last professional athlete I want to steal from would probably a would probably be a NASCAR driver. Exactly. I mean, come on, those dudes are always strapped up. <laughs> yeah, they're mean. They, you know, they love yeah. their guns like they love their cars. <laughs> exactly, and get yeah. into that. So, uh, Childress. Uh, is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to suspects uh, arrest and conviction. So basically our plan here at Off the Bench is we're going to, I'm going to turn Jake in and we're going to get the $10,000. And then once they realize that Jake isn't the guy, we're going to kind of hightail it for the I tell it for the coast. So. And then he'll put out like a $100,000 bond for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. And then Jake turns me in. So and we're just, yeah. So it's just compounds. We're, we're making money. So. Okay. <laughs> so that's our plan. So when you see off the bench just rolling in the dough, yeah, you, you know, know exactly why. how it started. And now he's going to know our entire plan, but that's okay. That's okay. Not and, a big deal. You know, shout out to uh, uh, Richard Childress. And then he told deputies the only reason he and his wife 
were uh, quote we're here today was because of God and the Second Amendment. So I think that's just badass. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Dude's seventy-two years old. So. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The Second Amendment. That's exactly what I just said. The last people you want to steal from uh, would be from NASCAR owners because they love their guns, and you know they're gonna be strapped up. Oh yeah, if you try for to, sure. If you try to for mess sure. with them. So Richard Childress, you're a certified badass. We're gonna give you the stamp of approval on there. Uh, so yeah, just just a complete badass. Uh, our second news story is. Happened on Tuesday, former NBA player Charlie Villanueva took to Twitter to announce that he came to find, uh, he came home to find his house burglarized, burger, burglarized, burger, burglarized, burglarized, and he found his toilet missing. So he posted a picture as well. So there's no leads as of now of who took it, but he said, and he doesn't say what, but he says other appliances were stolen. And he basically took to Twitter. He he wouldn't have taken this route, but he said that he called the police four times to talk about this instance, and they either didn't get back to him or there's a slow response. And so he kind of went to Twitter to criticize the police. So I think it's a important matter when your toilet gets stolen. I mean, the police are, that should be number one on police kind of like list of things to do. Yeah, you, right behind like you know what murder, I think like, they was stolen too. Is because um, they've uh, they've seen before where uh, like the cartel and stuff like that. Uh, what they do to smuggle cocaine is they literally harden it into a toilet seat and that way it blends right in. You know, it's white and everything like that. Okay. So honestly, I think he had a cocaine toilet seat okay. and that's why it was stolen. He had a little coke in the toilet. Exactly, exactly. That's that's really the only reasonable explanation for why his toilet could be stolen. Yeah. If or you ask me. Either that or it's just a power move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, if, you take, if you take a man's toilet, like, what is he going to do? Exactly. I so. mean, you really have full dominance over somebody if you take their toilet so yeah charlie so i don't know it's just charlie villanueva it's bad times for him you got his toilet stolen and i don't know i feel like the police should be uh, more adamant about this i feel like this should be at top of the list right behind like like right in front of like murder victim like chasing down murder victims well, yeah and, like, and yeah. stuff like that like he goes toilet then finding like murder people like people are murdering people and then like everything else like and then tax evasion yeah and that's and that's pretty much <laughs> yeah, it yeah so our last news story you don't have news if you're not talking about lavar ball and so <laughs> of course. basically lavar ball plans to start a league for high school graduates so it stated on wednesday lavar ball is launching his junior basketball association that's what it's going to be called and it's going to all be funded by the triple b big baller brand and it's for nationally ranked players who have graduated from high school but don't want to go to college. Uh, he says he plans to pay the lowest ranked player a salary of $3,000 a month and the best player in the league $10,000 a month, which is smart because if LaMelo or LiAngelo play in this league, he's going to call them the best players and then he doesn't have to pay them because they're his sons. Or if he does pay him, it goes right back to big baller brands. So, That's true. So that smart move true. by Lavar. So I see what you're doing there. I see. Yeah. I see the loophole you're making. Yeah, I'm actually really interested to see if anybody actually joins this league or not. Yeah. So um, right now, Lavar is looking for 80 players to fill uh, t- to t- fill 10 teams, and they're gonna play. They're looking to play at NBA NBA arenas in Los Angeles, Dallas, Brooklyn, and Atlanta. So, Jake, I know that you've told me about your church league that you've been playing in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us why you deserve to be in the Junior Basketball Association. Uh, well, let's see here. My last game, I dropped 20 points, not trying to brag or anything. Um, mm-hmm. I've led the team in scoring every game. I'm honestly unguardable. Okay. And 
I just drip on the court. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, so yeah. A lot of people, a lot of uh, writers have said that if you were a baseball player, you'd be a five tool player. You could do it oh, all. You can one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Basketball basketball's the same thing. I can shoot hit. threes, I can drive, I can post up, I can play defense. Um I can do it all. And this is all against elite I competition. Yeah. This is church league. This yeah. is this yeah. isn't just like this is not just high school basketball or something yeah. like that. This, this is, is church league. Like yeah. I mean people got things on the line there. So. Exactly, one hundred percent. So LeVar Ball, we have uh, if you're not counting Leangelo and Lamelo, we have one guy ready to suit up. I'll go ahead and suit up too. Of I've course, got, I've got a nasty three point shot. Like I, yeah. I, I, I collect ankles, and when I'm not podcasting, I'm collecting ankles. Like that's my job. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder really how many, because most parents aren't crazy like Levar Ball, and they actually like value a college education. So any any player coming out of high school who has his parents' influence on where he goes. I highly doubt they would want them to go to the big bottle brand league because <laughs> that's a horrible idea. Because let's say you get hurt, you have a career-ending injury, or you're just you don't you don't you kind of peaked in high school or whatever. Well, now you don't have your free college education and you're out of basketball. So I I don't really see this taking well, off. And then that's the other thing. Something interesting. Lonzo, he was in the press and they asked him about this. Uh, Big baller brand, so we're calling it league. Uh, and he said, since he was a one and done player, and since he knew he was probably going to get drafted after his first year of college, he said he probably would have gone this route had it been available. And I obviously that's probably Alonzo sticking up for his dad. But you think about that, you have all these top guys, and a lot of them know that they're going to play one year of college unless something major happens. They're going to play one year and they're going to go to the league. So my question is why. I mean, if you're only going to play one year, why would you not go to this league? You're going to make a little bit of money. Like, I could see, I could definitely see it. Different guys wanting to get an education and stuff like that. I guess it depends on the person. But, I mean, if you're struggling for a little bit of money and you're, you know, you're going to be a one and done player, I don't know. I feel like it may be a, a route you could it just, go. It also depends on how NBA scouts view this league as far as the level of competition goes. And, you know, if you can dominate in this league, it just depends on how NBA scouts really see that. But and then another huge thing is I can't imagine this league being very organized with good development and coaches and stuff like that. And that's there's, that's like the one. Thing there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you have to put in place. I mean, there's just you have to get coaches, you have to set ticket yeah. sales, they have yeah. to get the NBA arenas. They're trying to play in L.A., Dallas, Brooklyn, Atlanta, and they're like NBA arenas, so they have to work that out with the NBA. And even the people that they only go to college for one year and then go to the NBA. You, you learn a lot about being part of something big yourself, respecting authority, and just growing as a person, a lot of maturing there. And I just don't see players getting that experience in the big baller brand league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's just one thing that I'm a little skeptical of, you could say. Uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out. But LeVar, uh, you're hearing this podcast right now. You got two players ready to sign up. Jake Russell dominating. Uh, the church leagues all around America and Major Murphy collecting ankles and dropping threes. I would love a one-on-one with LaMelo Ball. I would love it. You just Would you win? Oh, yeah, 100%. Destroy him. I don't lose him one-on-one. You would, could that. you beat LeVar? Yeah, I could beat LeVar. He said he could beat MJ, so by the terms of the property, you could beat MJ. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that wraps up the buzz. And now we're going to get into... Uh, our winners and losers from National Signing Day. So let's get into that. 
So National Signing Day was started on Wednesday. It was the early signing period, and it's the first one that has ever happened. It's been moved up six weeks from the regular like National Signing Day that we've normally had. So it had a lot of impacts. Uh, obviously, this is a very early forecast. You have a lot of guys that are still waiting for their regular National Signing Day later on. Mm-hmm. A lot uh, of guys undecided. In the beginning of January and February. So a lot of guys still waiting, but this kind of gave us a very early outlook on some teams. So Jake and I are going to give our winners and losers. I'll kick us off. My first winner, or my winner, is Florida. So you have Dan Mullen there, and he's the new head coach. And Florida has struggled getting a quarterback since Tim Tebow. I don't think they haven't had anybody worth mentioning since Tim Tebow. They've always had struggles. I think that's something that's held them back. I think they've Mm -hmm. always had an elite defense. They've had pretty good running backs that can usually are 1,000-yard rushers at the end of the season. And they've had athletes around them to make plays, but they haven't had that quarterback to kind of get them there. So I think so. the reason why I have Florida as my winner is Dan Mullen got his quarterback by flipping Ohio State commit Emory Jones. Uh, to He's a four-star player, according to 24-7. He's Former, a, he was a five-star before, actually. Yeah, so but yeah, he's so four five-star. Yeah. Dual-threat quarterback. He's yeah, like 6'4". He's, he's a little lanky. He needs to put on some weight for yeah. sure. He's the number four dual-threat quarterback, though, in the country. Mm-hmm. The number 40-ranked player. Uh, and so it's a big win because they also beat out Willie Taggart at FSU uh, for him. And they also beat out Bama, who was really close on getting him. So that's a big win for Mullen and the Florida guys because I think they may have found their quarterback for the next four years. Uh, and then they also landed four-star defensive back commit Trey Dean. So just another piece they can add to that already elite defense. So Florida's looking good. They got their quarterback. They got some other – pieces to put on defense so if he can really work in Mullen's system Florida's gonna look dangerous and they they might be able to catch up a little bit to Georgia right now in the east it's all just a catch-up game to Georgia so. yeah that'll be really interesting to see how he develops and how quickly like I said he, he need, definitely needs to put on some weight very skinny but very fast very athletic so we'll see how fast he can yeah. get to the uh, collegiate level and I was talking about FSU Jake does that touch on your loser uh yes Yes, so Florida State was actually my loser because, you know, new head coach and Willie Taggart, they finished number 34 from early early signing day. Now, there is uh, February come uh, the late signing day that they could add more people, but they only had seven people signed uh, as far as early signing day goes, yeah. this early period. And, you know, you're usually used to seeing Florida State in the top ten, you know, just getting all these guys competing with schools like Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia – and you know they lost uh, Dalvin Cook's brother to Georgia <laughs> yeah. and stuff. He uh, ended up going with Kirby Smart, and so that's a huge loss. And like I said, they lost Emory Jones. He was kind of he was close on Alabama, and then Florida State was reaching out to him, and they ended up losing him to in-state rival Florida. So that hurts even more. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my winner was Texas. Now Texas has made a huge turnaround since last year. Actually, this this secondary of this class is unbelievable they have bj foster five-star safety then they have two four-star corners and two four-star safeties that's ridiculous they they have four members in the secondary that are in the top 100 overall rankings unbelievable they have somebody named demarvian overshone (laughs) 
And I don't think it's a coincidence that he's ranked number 69 in the country either. I really don't. I mean, he is destined to be an All-American. Oh, he's great. With that name. I mean, DeMarvian Overshone, and you're ranked number 69 coming out of high school. Destiny right yeah, there. Destiny. Big things are happening. Like yes, he, yes. He's set up already. He just he doesn't have to do much except for make a couple tackles, and he's already – Exactly. He's already – Exactly. So uh, – and Maya, I and just wanted to touch on the the jump they've made from last year. Oh yeah, it's a huge difference from last the year. The top this twenty year. Uh, ranked players coming from the state of Texas, the Longhorns, the Longhorns were only able to land one of them last year. This year, they have seven of the top ten signed early with them, and then the remaining three are undecided. So Texas really has the potential to land the top 10 players coming out of the state of Texas, yeah, I mean, which you, would be unbelievable. I mean, you look at it, They, like Jake said, they can only get one guy out of the top 20, and now they're pretty much dominating the top 10 in uh, the state of Texas. So the turnaround is just ridiculous there. So yeah, Texas, uh, a lot of people said Texas football was back last year. They'll probably still say it again this year. I mean, year. they'll say it's back every year until it's back, but you could but, really start seeing an, uh, an incline in production. Yeah, uh, they might actually be on the way there. So we're going to get into our losers. or I'm going to get into my loser. My loser is Kansas State. Uh, now, Kansas State has never been a real powerhouse of recruiting, but they're kind of they're down. They're ranked number 68 uh, in their draft class, and they have 16 commits. And th- that's usually... I mean, they're never, like I said, they're not a powerhouse, but they're usually never in the company of, like, Kansas and FIU and some of these smaller schools. They're one rank above Kansas, and Kansas is terrible. And they're actually one rank below FIU. So they're never really elite at recruiting, but they should never be in this company just with the where the program's at. And Bill Snyder, to make things worse, Bill Snyder has been contemplating retirement because he's 78 years old. So he's Sheesh. been trying to so he's always been contemplating that for the last couple of years. And he said on Wednesday uh, that he's still deciding his about his future with Kansas State. So a lot of recruits look at that they say they're thinking yeah, about nobody wants to go to a school where the, the where coach, they're not going to play for that coach that yeah, recruited them. So Exactly. Uh, it's Kansas State is not looking too good, so that that's my loser. Uh, and then Jake, you had both your winners and losers, so yeah, so that pretty much wraps up early signing period, uh, and then we're going to transition over to the NFL, and we're going to talk a little bit of Week 16 predictions, so let's get into that. All right, so we have our Week 16 <clears throat> predictions. And Week 16 is kind of a uh, – the way it goes, Week 15 was really exciting, and I was super pumped for that, and it lived up to the hype. There are, a lot, of good, there are a lot of good games. Week 16 is kind of a lull. There is a lot of games that seem like they're just definite winners and definite losers. And, you know, NFL can anything, – anything happen, but this is kind of a boring week. And then Week 17 is always crazy. Because you have guys like sitting their players for uh, playoff pushes and all kinds of things. So, week 16 is kind of the calm down, get ready for week 17, the playoffs kind of kind of look. So Exactly, yeah. there was These weren't very hard. I'm sure we agreed on most of them. Yeah. Starting with the first one, uh, Colts at Ravens. 
the Colts are terrible. The Ravens are pretty – their defense is good. Um, so I went with the Ravens in that one. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously I went with the Ravens. I think Joe Flacco is good enough to get them over the hump in this game. So I think they they get the W. The next game on Saturday is Vikings at Packers. So the Vikings just have looked pretty good. Case Keenum was rolling last week. That defense is elite. So uh, I have the Vikings in this one as well. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers being out for the season after uh, them basically being eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, I think that defense is going to cre- uh, create a lot of trouble. Uh, and I have the Vikings winning as well. Yeah. Uh, then we get to our Sunday games. Lions and Bengals. Bengals are terrible. Horrible. God awful. Uh, just, I don't even know how they're... Everything's a mess. They're they're playing horrible football. There's reports that their coach is going to resign after the end of the year. And then oh, he I comes know for out. a fact he's going he's to get fired. And then he comes out and he says, no, he's not resigning. And then now there's talks about him maybe moving to the general manager position. No, he's gone. It just, yeah, he's it's, gone. It's a mess. He's right gone now. at the end of the season, if not after this game. But. Yeah, the Lions still have something to play for a little bit, so I have them over the Bengals. Yep, I have the Lions as well. And then we have Dolphins-Chiefs. Chiefs looked very, very good last week. Uh, and then the Dolphins... Obviously, they're coming off. They're still coming off their high from exactly. They've already the won. Yeah, this was uh, my lock. One of my locks of the week, actually, because like I said, Chiefs really got back at it against the Chargers last week. The Dolphins, they've won their Super Bowl, um, beating the Patriots. Yeah, so. that's all that really mattered for them. Um, yeah, they beat the Patriots. So, like I said last week, they're just having a pizza party every day. Yeah, they don't. Really, they they don't practice. really care what happens the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Jay Cully doesn't care. He's just out there smoking cigs on the practice exactly. field. Smoking Jay, smoking Jay Cuddy <laughs> uh, on the practice field. Uh, then we have uh, Browns at Bears. Now this could be, now this could be the painkillers talking here, but the Browns, I honestly have them winning this game. You, I think you, if they, if I think if they're gonna win a game this year, it is this game right here. Um, you the, must be on pain meds. No, I mean I am. You, you I must am, be a little loopy. I am loopy from these painkillers, but I'll blame. You know, if the Browns lose, I'll just blame it on that. But <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm having them beating the Bears. One, so there can be some separation between us, uh, just because I don't want us to have the same games. Yeah, yeah. So one of us has got to win this week. One of them's got to get more. One yeah. of us has got to get more games right. But honestly, John Fox and the Bears have been horrible when it comes to playing teams they're supposed to beat, but they've been good against playing teams they're not supposed to beat. So, you know what? I'm just screwed. I think the Browns get the win here. That's uh, all I say. Browns suck. Bears win. That's my prediction. The best home field advantage that is true. in that football. Is true. But it hurts that they're playing in Gillette Stadium. So, uh, I just have to give it to the Patriots. They're just going to keep rolling. Yeah, I think the, the Bills' defense is going to have a lot of penalties because they're just going to be targeting the crap out of – out of Gronk after his dirty hit a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I'll have to lean with the Patriots as well. Uh, then we have Buccaneers, Panthers. Uh, the Buccaneers actually looked pretty decent last week when they played Monday night against the Falcons. They almost actually won uh, had it not been for some late-game struggles. But even with that said, I think the Panthers are better than the Falcons, and they get the win this week. I think Panthers beat the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, I have Panthers over Buccaneers for sure. Panthers are really hot right now. They have a chance to uh, win the division. I don't see them blowing that chance. 
against the Buccaneers. Uh, some more NFC South action is Falcons at Saints. This is actually my first upset of the week. Uh, I have the Falcons beating the Saints in their home uh, field. I I really feel that uh, the Saints are one of the, I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC South, but I just, for this week, I, I don't know. I feel like the Falcons get the win. Okay, yeah, I have the Saints winning just because I don't know if the Falcons can stop that uh, two-headed monster rushing attack with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They couldn't – I mean, the Falcons, they did beat the Saints a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, but I think the Saints were heavily injured during that game. Yeah. Uh, now that they're back to being more healthy and they had a whole week to prepare, I'm going to go with the Saints. Okay. Uh, then we have Broncos, Redskins. Uh, I'd love to go with the Brockett chip. Uh, I think he's taken off. I think he's on his way to another contract, and then he's going to sign with a team and be no. terrible like and he be always benched is. midway through the season. After. Yeah, and get traded to the Browns and then get cut by the Browns. and Just a whole other cycle. <laughs> yeah. But the Brockett chip is in full blast off right now. But uh, even with that being said, I have the Redskins getting the win. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to play – his, his last couple of games in Washington, but I think he finishes strong. Yeah, I would agree. I have the Redskins winning as well. Uh, and then we have a pretty easy game to call, at least on paper, Rams at Titans. Uh, Titans are at, are at home, but they, they've they just looked terrible. The play calling is awful. Horrible. They can't run. Marcus has struggled throwing it downfield. Their secondary has been just torched. All season long. And Sean McVay and Jared Goff are clicking like I don't know what. Yeah. They've got all phases working. They've got uh, – their passing game has looked amazing. Todd Gurley torched the Seahawks last week. And that defense with Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald it leading the way, it's just – it looks unreal right now. So. Yeah, I, I have the Rams beating the Titans as well. Um, we have Chargers at Jets. Um I go with the Chargers on this one. You know, McCown's still out. Bryce Petty's not very good. Sorry, Jets. Um, Chargers are looking for revenge to keep themselves uh, in the hunt a little bit in the AFC picture. So I have them beating the Jets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the same with me. I wanted, I really wanted to pick Bryce Petty just because I feel like Bryce Petty has never done anything good in his life. And he actually played not too bad of a game last week when the Jets almost beat the Saints. But, yeah, uh I think the Chargers get back on track after that big loss to the Chiefs. They really need it just to yeah. stay in contention for playoff just and even winning that division. Big, so. Biggest thing between the Saints last week and the Chargers this week is the Saints, their biggest flaw is not having a pass rush. Well, this Chargers pass rush is lethal. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, exactly. you can't stop that. Exactly. That's, so that's I think, dominant. I think they're going to be disrupting Bryce Petty all game long. Yeah. Uh, Jags at 49ers. 49ers are very hot right now with Jimmy G, but got to go with the Jags because that defense is incredible and Blake Bortles is playing very well. Uh, as you know, uh, on our last episode, and if you follow us on Twitter, that's uh, OTB underscore pod on Twitter. You know I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I've already said I think he's better than Tom Brady. But even with that being said, this uh, I just feel like this defense that the Jags have – is a little too much. I think this is his first real test that he has, and I think that they get they drop uh, they drop a loss here. But you know, I still believe in Jimmy. But I think they get the loss here. So yeah. Seahawks at Cowboys. 
Zeke, uh, Zeke's Return back. to the Zeke freak. Yeah, Zeke's Zeke is eat. back. He's angry. That Seahawks defense is is real bad. Todd Gurley ran all over them. Like, yeah, I'm having a. There's actually going to be a funeral for the Seahawks defense uh, yeah. next week. That I was horrible. Jake and I will be in attendance. Yeah, so. Cowboys are at home. I just think Zeke is going to run all over them. Yeah, he, like Todd Gurley. Yeah, did. he hasn't played in six weeks. He's been suspended. Uh, I think he comes out angry and a little pissed off. So. Yeah, uh, I do too. I think it's going to be great. Uh, this next game is my second upset of the week. Uh, it's Giants at Cardinals. Uh, I think the Giants come in here and win. They played uh, – Eli Manning played great against the Eagles. Yes, he did. So, I think he, he just – he was slinging the ball, and he played great. And then the Cardinals, they've looked all right, but I don't know. I give the edge to Eli Manning here. Yeah, I do too. I have the Gi- Giants winning this game as well. Um, Steelers at Texans. Monday night. Uh, Monday night, I have uh, Christmas Day. Is that really Christmas Day? Yeah, Monday. That is yeah. Christmas Day. Christmas That's Day. Right. Yeah, this is the this is the early game. This is Steelers. dang. I would love for Antonio Antonio Brown to be playing because you know yeah. how he shines in the in the spotlight. But yeah. with, even without him, I have the Steelers beating the Texans. Texans are terrible. Yeah, sorry. T.J. Yates, T.J. Yates, cool. third string quarterback. Yeah, uh, that's a tough break. All those injuries on defense. Sorry, yeah. part of football. Steelers beat the Texans. And then finally wrapping up. On Monday, on Christmas, we have Raiders at Eagles. Raiders didn't look terrible against the Cowboys, but, I mean, it was the Cowboys. And uh, Eagles have looked uh, all right, even losing Carson Wentz. I think Nick Foles is good enough, and there's so much talent around them, like I said, for them not to succeed. So, Eagles get the win over this one. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so that re- uh, wraps up our uh, Week 16 predictions. Last week, I think I beat Jake by one game. Yeah, I, it was a game. very close game. One it, was, game. it was the Steelers Patriots game. Yeah, that could have gone that, either way with a catch. Did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, don't even get me started. So last week I won based on the predictions. We'll see how it goes week sixteen. Uh, then we'll have the tiebreaker, which is week seventeen. Uh, so the final regular season. We'll see who wins the regular season with these last three weeks. Yes, we will. And then playoffs will be interesting. So yes, that wraps up week sixteen predictions. And now we're going to get into what we have on tap next, Jake. They said what? Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to play a little They Said What to wrap up our show. So let's get into that. Russ, did you guys lose this game or did the Jazz win this one? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. All right, so we have two quotes from They Said What. And this first one's a very inspirational quote. Okay. Uh, I don't even I don't know the guy's name so you don't have to know the guy's name you just got to know like who he is kind of okay. so this comes from a team uh, and this is a person high up uh, speaking for the first time this is uh, them speaking on the first time they made the playoffs since 2007 okay. and he said I've been through life when I was a laughing stock whatever business I was in auto parts or what have you you have to stay with it. Success comes with a story. Success comes. It's a story of perseverance. So okay, I'm gonna go with the Jags owner. Yep, that okay. is correct. So okay, uh, you know, true testament to the Jags. It's tough being like I, I can't imagine being the owner of the Jags for such a long time. Being the laughing stock. I mean, you're. Your team is so bad, you have to start putting pools inside your stadium to I get mean, fans like, to actually come. I mean, I feel, a rough like, time. I feel like it's even worse than the Browns because the Browns, like fans, like going in, they know they're going to 
go probably 0 and 16, maybe yeah, win a game here. Yeah. So the hopes aren't high, but the Jags get a little bit of hope. The Jags yeah. play in the AFC South, and the AFC South is one of the worst divisions in football. Exactly. So, so that gives them hope every year. Yeah. So they, and then they just have that hope shattered when Blake Bortles throws a pick six, but they yeah, got it, it on. They got on track. It's so. good to see them back for sure. So uh, Jags, Saxonville, uh, big things coming your way. Uh, I like your chances. Uh, this is this next. They said what quote comes from an NBA player, and despite making an appearance uh, in the a- NBA season yet, he said on Twitter, can I still make the all-star team? LOL. Uh, who said that? He hasn't mm. played all season. Has he been hurt? Is that why yeah. he hasn't played He's all been season? out with an injury. He, Yeah, he hasn't played at all this season. Did he play the week one, the first game? No. Oh, wow, so he didn't play at all. No, he has not played a single game this season. Oof. Um, I was going to go... With Gordon Hayward, that would have been a good guess. But he's out. Uh, you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. Uh, he recently he got traded over the offseason. Got traded over the offseason. It was a big trade. Oh shoot! Um, from the 76ers, right? No, no, never mind. Okay, I give up then. I was thinking of that was Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, that's right. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that was Isaiah Thomas. Uh, legit question though I think I mean I think he's joking a little bit but I think legit question would you still put Isaiah Thomas in the all-star game well when, yeah. did, when does he come back uh, he's coming he's not playing the Christmas Day game when the Cavs play the Warriors but they were kind of looking at that game so probably like a week or so after that a couple games yeah, after that a couple games after that I mean if he places the lights out and dominates until all-star week then yeah I mean I'd put him in, I don't know when voting is exactly um, but so yeah. if he didn't play, so but if he doesn't play at all to the All Star game, you don't give him the nod. No, no, no. He's got to he's got to have a couple months worth of worth of production. Honestly, um, this may be the painkillers talking again, but I think I could beat Isaiah Thomas one on one in basketball. Really? Yeah. So adding to your list of people you could beat one on one, you said you could beat Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Levar Ball. Yeah. And Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Who do you think would be the toughest? to play against out of all three? Mm, probably. I'd, I'd say Isaiah Thomas, probably. Isaiah Thomas? But I just think he's so short, I could just lock him up, and I think <laughs> I, I just, I'm just i a big unit, so I think I could just kind of body him down low, and then I could kind of shoot over him because he's okay. so short. So. That's very LeVar Ball-esque, because yeah. like, that's what LeVar said nothing when he against, played Michael Jordan. Nothing against him. I just think I would beat LeVar him. LeVar said one. he would dominate him in the paint. So Yeah, see, that's just crazy talk, though. <laughs> that That's just insanity right there. Yeah. Uh, I think I could beat two out of those three people. Okay. I think I could beat Isaiah Thomas, okay. and I think I could beat LaMelo. LeVar, I give you the W there. No, I I, I would just have so much anger he'd, when I was playing He'd pull LeVar. up in his own – he'd have his own shoe line by then. He'd have the LeVar ball ones. They'd be – they'd probably be just cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> and I just – yeah. He'd just – I don't know. I just – I think I'd be laughing too hard. Yeah, that's true. It would be hard just, to take him he'd seriously. He'd probably just go and make a, make a layup or two. Yeah, it would, it would be hard to take him seriously. All right, so that wraps up our show. Uh, we're entering the holiday season. We have New Year's. We have Christmas. We have a lot of that going on, so we can't really predict when we're going to release our next show. But, but state- s- someone, there will be a show next week, I would expect, at some point yeah. next week, recapping uh, week 16 of the NFL and previewing week 17. We'll see, yeah. But uh, also, but you can follow us on Twitter, like I said, OTB underscore pod. 
releasing uh, hot takes on Twitter. Uh, we're also going to have a little mailbag going on there, so send in questions there. But uh, we're going to – we just want to wish you guys uh, happy holidays, happy Christmas – or Merry Christmas, and uh, happy New Year's to you guys if we don't get back to you before then. But Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, but I'm Major Murphy. I'm Jack Russell. And this has been Off the Bench.